Yep. Okay. There we go. So uh, this is 100%, well, 99.9% artificial intelligence episode. It's the the point oh one percent that it was human intervention was uh, I wrote the first four words. Welcome to the show, so the the machine learning algorithm would know uh, that it is a show. Other than that, uh, it wanted it to be a show hosted by two guys named Tom and Dad. <laughs> I just did a find and replace on that uh, to make it easier on us to keep track of uh, who was supposed to say what. Okay. Uh, uh, it my... does jump around a bit. Sometimes uh, new characters come in, so we'll just have to uh, kind of do that on the fly like we're reading Shakespeare in school. Okay. And uh, I, I also cleaned up a bunch of... About halfway through, it started doing weird line breaks. Like, uh, I think it was trying to recreate the phenomenon of uh, when you copy and paste uh, like a final draft document into Word and it doesn't know what to do with the weird screenplay formatting. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, so from this point on... Just out of curiosity, am I Tom or am I Dad? I believe that I changed Dad to you okay. and Tom to me. All right. But... Uh, I'd like to thank the Podtron for uh, doing those character headers in all caps. Made it really easy to find and replace without a, doing any stuff on accident. You know, the words like tomorrow. I'm trying. I'm not reading any of it. I'm, I'm going to be surprised as it happens. <clears throat> all right. This is from. From this point on, this will be completely artificial intelligence. 100%. Agreed. question to ask yes <laughs> uh this first section that has neither neither of our names next to it is somebody going to read that i guess i'll i'll read that okay this is uh an ai ai trying to recreate talking heads and music, by the way. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the show. Joining me is Liz Ryan. She's a host and founder of pop culture blog, Nerds on a Plane. And that brings me to someone I want to talk to you about today. How can I be friends with a girl from Indiana? Well, I really don't know. But if you're feeling nostalgic, here are some Indiana Jones DVDs. Why do people from Indiana have so much balls? Well, it's part of our DNA. Indiana Jones was played by Harrison Ford, who has actually visited these parts many times. We both live and work in New York, and when I first moved here to the cheddar capital of the world, I see Ford on the bus every day. He must be a regular guy to this place. I mean, on top of the, um, balls, I guess you know for a regular guy... He also looks like Jesus if Jesus was 23 years old. Look, sometimes when I'm passing out on the couch in my pajamas, I can't help but wonder if I'll be here in 20 years. Do you want to be here too? I guess, yeah. Me too. Do you want to come down to Indy? We can get some pizza and play some video games. That sounds awesome. I'll bring the pizza. You got it, bud. I'm ready when you are. Are you watching TV now? Are you watching now? Yeah, I'm watching TV now. You must be happy about your new film, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I am. I'm really, really happy about Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It has been incredible. 
I saw you on TV doing the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon last night. Yeah, I was going on Jimmy Fallon to promote my new book, which is the first thing I've ever written. I had all these people and songs and photographs and stuff, and I just put it all into one narrative. I have over 100 pages of notes of stuff I wanted to get into this thing, and I was just bumbling around doing it on stage as I went along, and you could see Jimmy is in awe of me. He's like, this is the real deal, and I'm just grinning, and finally I go, you want to ask me something? And he goes, well, what's your favorite word? And I go, whiny. So are you going to write a song about whiny? It's called Woe is Me. Woe is me? It's so depressing. My mother was a whiner, and I got the same genes that she had, so I think I have the tiniest, deadest, no-hopes outlook on life. So I don't feel sorry for myself, but I am constantly astonished by human beings. I can't believe there are people's abilities to waste their lives on doing things that really are stupid and mindless. Who's the smartest man in show business? Definitely Neil Patrick Harris. Although there are many people I like, especially Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Jerry Seinfeld is a genius, too. But most people are just genius at different things. I'm a straight man, so I can't recognize the genius of a woman. Not even Julie, who's a fabulous comedian. In all the times you've been asked about SNL, have you ever revealed your secret for pulling off a long-term writing and performance gig? Yeah, Julie. Julie's been writing at Saturday Night Live for many, many years. She should. She should, yeah. Did she tell you? I don't know. I think she does. Didn't you tell us? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I haven't spoken to her. Did you know she was doing it? Yeah, I knew she was. I did. I thought, oh my God, you know? I just thought, oh my God. You know, this is going to be the ultimate shame on the resume. I thought, oh, my God. Yeah. And she said, and this is a quote, to make it believable, you're going to have to use your fucking brain. So that's good. Uh, stage direction. After PASL USA v. Cal Poly Pomona game. <laughs> Unidentified female. So how's your head? It's still in one piece. I think we're a team. Stage direction. After beating Cal Poly Pomona 20 to 17. Cal Poly Pomona is one of my favorite teams to play. We've had like a history with them over the past four years. And it's a game that I really love to play. It's so nerve wracking to go out there and kind of bring your team back. That's uh, the fun part of being part of an institution like this. You have these big rivalries that people will talk about for years to come. Uh, <clears throat> we started playing against UCLA a couple years ago. We beat them. Our last win was really close. And then UCLA hired Balian. Our coach, Jose Valdez, is one of the guys that Balian recruited while he was at Michigan. It was an elimination game. We had to beat UCLA. That it was the big game. We're battling for an at-large spot. And now we're winning games and they're getting quality wins. It's different because it's not the last time. Like the last time we played UCLA, we beat them. But when you get into the tournament, who knows how far they go. This year, all we could talk about is let's get to the Sweet 16. And whoever's out of that Sweet 16, whoever's going to face UCLA, we're going to get them. In Michigan State, I am completely on board with this. And this is no disrespect to them, but we are going to do this at MSU first. <laughs> this is a no disrespect talk. to MSU, but this school has a baseball team, not a football team. And they're the real champions. <clears throat> and what a oh wait <laughs> oh sorry <clears throat> true but that doesn't stop you from comparing the two MSU is not MSU without that freaking championship ring a true championship ring with a giant bullseye on the side 
Michigan State Athletic Director Mark Hollis. A big photo credit. And what about this? MSU's athletic department makes billions of dollars a year, while our athletic department struggles to pay off its debt. The basketball programs have turned into a money-making machine. There are tons of millionaires that call Michigan State their home, but as far as coaches go, Pat Robertson is the only one that I can think of who never made a penny off of the game that they helped to build. We got a black president, but the only black coach I know of in NCAA history is our basketball coach. At least you're not an asshole. Well, the team name itself isn't offensive. What about the mascot in the name of the building? I don't see a mascot, and I'm fine with the name. It's not the white flag. It's shitty and racist. Who's ever heard of the... Are you from school? I can tell if you're not. Yes, and I am from the 80s. Then what do you know about a white flag? Do you even know what a flag is? I can't even look at you. I can't deal with you. I think you're being ridiculous. All right, I can take it. Why don't you take it easy? If you're really dying, at least we know that you're dying a better life. You can take as many of your pills as you like, right? Oh, I know what you mean. But right now, I don't want to take anything, all right? Then I guess we'll talk about death for a while. Well, all right. So I guess you wouldn't consider yourself to be a religious person? Not anymore. I'm not interested in being a Christian. I just want to die. Really? Yes. Why would you want to die? I am not happy. How do you know that you're not happy? I can't tell. Well, well, well. This is interesting. You know, I wouldn't consider myself to be a religious person either. That doesn't help me. Don't do what? I don't know. Just please let me be. I didn't mean that you had to quit being religious. But if you don't like being a Christian, then... All right, fine. I'm not saying that you have to be a happy little atheist. I'm just saying that it's not right to be afraid of leaving the faith. You're 18 years old. You're in college. Go out and find out who you are. Find out who God is. Don't just accept what you hear from others or what you've been told. AJ, I'm an atheist. I've been an atheist for 20 years. So you can't tell me who God is. I'm just asking you to consider. Just because you're an atheist doesn't mean that everything you do is wrong. It doesn't mean that the world is wrong and I'm right. I don't even know what that means. Well, I'm just asking you to think about something. Just consider for a moment that God exists. And I am asking you to consider that it's possible. And I know that it's hard. I know that you will feel so much doubt and so much anger and it will be so hard but I am asking you to consider that it's possible. And when I do consider, you know what? I'll just laugh at you because you're so full of it. There is no God. Good. I'm glad you're so intelligent and you know it. Just so you know, if there was a God, he wouldn't let me have a co-host who couldn't stand me. He'd better love me more than that. Well, that's an interesting opinion, but I think the most reasonable answer to your co-host question is, if God exists, who cares? Are you calling me stupid now? No, I'm calling you an asshole. Well, I'm calling you a liar. I'm telling you're mad that you didn't get any more Jesus. When you're 16 years old, you start to see you, Father, as an authority figure. He's an elder, if you will. He's the voice of reason, the one who tells you that playing video games is bad for your brain. He's the one who explains to you why it's okay to ask your mother to sleep over on a school night, <laughs> but a little embarrassing to ask her to cook you a nice dinner the next morning. He's an impartial observer. He can tell you when you're out of line. When you're older, though, that kind of authority isn't enough. You start to expect it as if it's something you've earned. Then you start to want it even more. And that's when what you're feeling now. 
As the toddler turns into a rambunctious toddler, he realizes he's not just in charge of himself. He has a much higher calling, raising a happy, loving family. It's an arduous task as a toddler. He gets discouraged. He has to go to sleep, and I say no. And then I put him in his crib, and he starts crying. I tell him I'm going to call his grandmother, and I call my mother. The phone rings, and my mother asks me how I'm doing. I'm sobbing. She doesn't know I'm crying. Honey, it's okay. It's going to be okay, she's saying. But I can't hear her. I'm screaming. We had been renting this place since I had my son about a year and a half ago. We had a fight, and it felt like a fight about it. It had nothing to do with my wife because she wanted to move too. And this was our house, and we would have moved. But this house was for sale, and it was going to cost more. And so we needed to save up for it. And I wasn't really paying attention to it. And she was mad at me because I didn't pay attention. And now she's mad at me and it sucks. So I said, if it costs more, we can't move. She said, okay. (laughs) Then we started talking about going to Vegas for the holidays. And I said, well, there's an apartment you could get in Vegas for $600. (laughs) And I know the landlords of it. And they're really nice. And they'd probably let you bring your best friend if you want to. How about I get some rope and I'll tie you up? Do you have any ideas for the other housemates that can be a bit more creative? Someone is getting sick of not being a pincushion. A note for mom, for grown-up kids. Don't you hate it when mom tells you how to be a grown-up? That's called a prepayment on a sucky job. Get an education, even if it's the worst education. At least you can say you got an education. Get a job and earn an honest wage. So you don't have to live under the poverty line. We made you this way so we you could make your own decisions. Well, not really. Your parents kind of forced you into it. Get married and have kids if you want to. Stay out of trouble. Don't date bad guys. Never get divorced. Once you've done those things, you can worry about looking for a fine, upstanding citizen instead of a criminal. Bye. Don't say anything stupid. Make friends with the right people. Get your ticket punched in the right party. Always go to church. Be a regular member of the community. If you stay at home, you are not a stay-at-home parent unless you're also being paid by the community at large. Be kind. Take your family to church. Not as a punishment, but because your family should be involved in your spiritual journey, and so should you. Be the kind of person that treats others as they would like to be treated, or maybe even better. Always clean up your own messes. If somebody or many someones is offering you a free hotel room, but you're actually going to the go to the hotel, how much of a vacation is this? All right. I was going to check if J. Crew, if they ever opened in the Mall of America. I know a guy who's going to drive somewhere far away. I'm going to hang out in the Mall of America. I'm going to stay in a hotel for free. What did you think about all those people who were selling stuff out of the trunks of their cars in the mall parking lot? How did you feel when we had to change our clothes and get food at a family-style restaurant in the middle of the mall? (laughs) How did you feel about all those things that came with the hotel that you couldn't change? What did you think about those families from Guatemala who weren't allowed to come in the hotel? (laughs) Why did you want to come to the hotel? (laughs) <laughs> stage direction Nathan and AJ did not go on to discuss the shuttle bus to the hotel or the line for the quote gourmet breakfast the next morning a while back I ran across this post by lazy cat lady affectionately known as LCL not for nothing LCL is one of my favorite bloggers her writing style is just amazing I thought she might want to hear about some of the most outrageous items I've ever been stuck paying for. In the summer of 2005, I'd left the state I'd grown up in to stay with friends in a new state that had just legalized gay marriage. I was desperate to witness a legal victory of this magnitude. While out at a bar with a few friends, the friends who lived there, I was too embarrassed to ask if the establishment had a license to sell alcohol. 
So we all ordered a round and drank it in the parking lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, the local tax man stopped us before we could finish the last of our beverages and made us purchase a huge bottle of booze to go. Oh, well, best of luck, friends. Of course, the first thing I wanted to do when I arrived in New York City was buy a bottle of champagne, but the bodega didn't carry alcohol on Sunday, and I had to settle for a bottle of regular vodka in a thin shot glass. So what exactly did you do with that bottle of vodka? I sat in bed and watched South Park on Cartoon Network. Oh, well, that explains it. That's totally what I do on Sunday morning. To a guest? Thanks for saying that. It was nice to meet you. For the record, that was actually what Nathan did with the bottle of vodka. <laughs> and a second bottle, and a third bottle, and a fourth <laughs> bottle, and a fifth bottle at the same time. <laughs> By the end of this of the first bottle, Nathan was feeling pretty good. He'd done a bit of reading on sex in the Middle Ages. <laughs> and it had shown him that drinking heavily the night before a romantic evening would improve his chances of getting laid. So at two in the morning, Nathan was stumbling into bed and fooling around with his girlfriend. At three in the morning, the phone rang. Hello? 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 Nathan realized that he'd only had one beer. <laughs> Hi, this is Toby. I'm just calling to see what you were up to the other night. You know, the other night? The other night that I got laid? <laughs> there was a pause on the other end of the phone. Want to go to my show on Wednesday? Want to make it another date? Would that be okay? Uh, yeah. Sure. Hey, thanks. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm home now, so that's cool. After what felt like several long minutes, Nathan hung up the phone, grinning stupidly. The only possible reason Nathan would have been nervous that Toby wanted to make another date is if he'd only had one beer. After doing a little research, I've discovered a lot of really funny stuff. <laughs> I want to tell you all about it, one way or another. I'm a dorky nerd, and I love my dorky nerd friends. And I love talking about dorky stuff. You know, for me, the path to a more fulfilled life is to be well-read. Seriously. Read books. Read blogs. A real life will not be complete until you've read all of William Shakespeare. <laughs> for a long time, I've thought it would be cool to go back. But it's not like I want to fly home. We can go. I know a place, a great place, that serves big old naked Indians. <laughs> One of the finest forms of food in the whole world. I don't know. We'll talk about this later. First off, what do you think of the video games industry? Hey, you're, you're in charge. <clears throat> I mean, the, the biggest publishing company in the world is a couple of guys in their mom's garage making shit up as they go. And since we're sitting here in the club, I'm telling you the truth. Are you saying these guys make their own movies and cartoons, too? What? I bet the Convergence animated Batman thing was just their way of getting those guys back on the map. That's all great and stuff, but seriously, the game industry is huge, and we can't go on talking like the guys who do all of that don't even come from here. The thing is, I met an executive at EA who was on the New York Metropolitan Drive to show me some of their games. And what he told me was that the reason you can't just go anywhere in this country these days without seeing a video game trailer for a Just Cause or FIFA 13 is that there are more gaming jobs in this country than there are actual football players. So EA is running the NFL? And they just kicked a lot of ass at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess it is like the NFL and video games. I've been on the road in Indiana for like a month. And you know who gets more calls than me these days? Bruce Wayne? No. Jesus? No. Jimmy McDonald? No. 
Lance Armstrong? Nope. Osama bin Laden? Um, Tony Robbins? Sure. But seriously, what are your big takeaways from all that? Well, it is safe to say that I can't fit all of my video game job dreams into my suit jacket, or even half of them. And that's only going to get worse. The truth is, the gaming industry is only going to continue to grow, you know? I started off doing networking before I was even doing networking. I met my wife working as a door-to-door salesman, and before the big bust and the recession, I went around the country meeting people, pitching ideas, going to pitch sessions, cold calling, learning the business. And I have to tell you, if the truth be told, I haven't even begun to show what I can really do, and I'm not afraid to show it. If I can get just a few investors to get behind me, I know I can make this work. And to me, the big realignment of the gaming industry is taking off, and I want in on it. Okay, so where do you go from here? We need to start a public affairs firm for gamers. Okay, well, I guess my question is, how many dollars would you need in an investment to get this thing off the ground? Do you want to tell me? I'm getting in my van. I'm going to make you a phone call. Take the money. Well, the thing is, I don't think you can go to Washington without a plan. And I have no intention of making my life worse by opening a gaming-focused PA firm. I'm going to put together a new strategy for working with big publishers to build better gaming industry representation. Hmm. Well, at least we're talking. I don't know if I like that. All right. So if I agree to a three-year plan to set up a new PA firm for gamers, where will you start? By creating an Academy Award-winning game. (laughs) What's that? Mortal Kombat 9. Do you really think an Oscar is coming? It might. It's not impossible. Maybe Brokeback Mountain could be an Oscar winner. The second time around, just a little more universal. Hey, they called Brokeback Mountain Brokeback Mountain. What's wrong with that? Well, I hate to be a spoil sport, but I really never liked the first one either. The tone was too serious. The characters too anti-everything. And it was a little too slow. It was just too damn moving. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, and thank you, but we need something sexier than a horse and a cow. Let's get lust in the dust out of the way and move on to the big easy. No, no. What about Nightwing, world's finest? You just want to put me on a roller coaster. Well, you're making me want to take the dog for a walk. I could use some fresh air. Do you think Nightwing World's Finest has the potential to be a critical and commercial hit? You're skeptical. You don't know if I know what I'm talking about. Well, how about Ant-Man? Yeah, well, you know, an African-American superhero with real estate properties isn't exactly what you call groundbreaking. Well, the Green Hornet had an African-American lead character back in the 40s. They're both pulp characters. They have no universal appeal. One is a monkey, the other is some guy with a horn. What about Iron Man? He's a rich man and a man of science. A rich man, a man of science. Okay, whatever. A man with a gold-plated bathtub. Hey, don't knock until you try it. (laughs) Did you see the new movie Trumbo? It was about a guy who sued Hollywood for its censorship. Really? So that was too deep? Hey, Lust in the Dust has been nominated for an Oscar. I think you can count on Mortal Kombat 9 to get into the film festival circuit, too. (laughs) You don't think we're going to have to rewrite some of the words we use anyway? That's ridiculous. This is supposed to be your game. How about the Green Lantern? We were going to call that the Green Beast. Great! That title would probably get us an Oscar. 
yeah, but I guess we'll have to go with the next big Batman blockbuster. How about Batman Returns? I just thought of something. How about Batman is dead? Who wouldn't want to see that? Okay, so how about the next big hot title on the horizon? Superman Returns. Aha! That's it. Now we have a character with a lot of history and a lot of baggage. The sequel is what makes it. You know that movie, I Am Legend, is coming out soon? Yeah, I don't like it. Why not? It's like a zombie movie, but without zombies. Isn't that what all those people in the 40s were telling you about? I'm a hobo! I'm a hobo! I'm a- Shut up! If it wasn't for all those guys and girls who wrote that book, we wouldn't have a thing. It's just their type of hero we're looking for. So you want to build one from scratch? Hey, it's a better idea than Batman's shrinking glove. Thanks. Maybe you'd like to add your Avengers team. How about the new Hulk? Sure. Uh, he's kind of cute. He doesn't have any special powers. He's totally into the girl, and he's got a pretty green cave to hang out in. It's not so bad. Oh, I just love it when you analyze everything. Let's start with the characters. First, as I just said, I really can't see anyone but the Captain America character as the Avengers leader. I'm sure he is. He's what? The leader of the group. The big, tough guy with the funny shoulder pads and whatnot. The one everyone relies on to save the day. Huh? I'm just saying you have the right guy for the job. And he's hot? Well, yeah, I guess. How can you be sure he's hot? You haven't seen the movie yet. No, I've seen it. It's like six and a half hours long, and it's only now getting to the part where he gets super hot. You can't help it. He got hot. I got hot. I love you so. He's not that hot, though. It's not that sort of. I don't care what his name is. I'm not spending six and a half hours watching him sweat. We're hot, hot, hot. We're hot. Maybe you guys should take my advice on this. Hey, you have got to start your own group. You guys, it's called the superheroes. What about Superman? He's a superhero too, of course. And he's not even the first one. Batman made that guy a little bit before he was Superman. Right, so that guy's just a sidekick? No, Batman was one of the guys who was dead. Huh? He was a guy who was killed at the hands of the Joker, who then went around killing all the heroes and taking over the world. But he's got a great costume. Well, yeah, he does. It looks like he made the costume out of his best friend's body parts, and he made it from a bunch of staplers and buttons. Super. And he's got a gun. But he only has one hand. Yeah, and if he shoots somebody, it's like something out of a comic book. You just see his brains come flying out of the other side of his head. I could never think of Batman like that. What? I just like the character. What about Spider-Man? A superhero! I love Spider-Man so fast! He's... So he's got an amazing ability to stretch and run. Yes, I believe that's true, and so does the comics, for that matter. So why is he such a loser? Hmm? Why is he a loser? It's because he's lame. Huh? You don't like Spider-Man? Uh, no, I don't. Well, why not? He's got to hang out with this other guy, Peter Parker. That's lame. Why is Peter Parker lame? Because Peter Parker is an idiot. What's wrong with that? Peter Parker is dull. He can't even save his own death. <clears throat> That's why he's lame. He's afraid. You don't like that guy? You don't like that guy? <laughs> it's not that I don't like him. It's just that he needs to be better. What do you mean? Superman is better than him. Superman is just the greatest character ever. Is he? Of course! Superman's not lame. He doesn't wear a big cap. He's not an idiot. He has amazing powers. And you can fly. He can fly? Of course. What kind of parody is that? 
Oh, he has to make you run, and then he shoots you up in the air. That's crazy. So he's not lame at all. It's just that he has to be super cool. So that's why he's the greatest. And Batman is not the greatest. Batman lacks cool. Batman has to talk to criminals. The criminals don't listen to him? No, of course they don't. You can't keep them in jail. You think they're going to be in there in a... (laughs) You think they're going to be there in a minute when Batman turns up. He's got no money. I thought he was rich. No, he's not. He hasn't got anything. Yeah, but he has... He has a huge mansion, and his car is red. I don't know. It's just that he's not cool. So that's why he's not the greatest. I'm telling you, if he can't just beat up the bad guys and tell them to go away, he's not the greatest. Yeah, but he gets to wear all this cool armor. He has to be the greatest hero of all time. It's hard to argue with a legend. I don't care if you're that old. Oh, but you do? It's all about the giant shotgun. Hey, man, <clears throat> you can't pull a gun on him. I'm with you on that one. No, but I want to. Look, you have to play fair. Well, I haven't played fair with women for years. Dude, you said depraved when you were my age. Oh, I just meant desperate. It's the same thing. Here. Maybe I can get you some breakfast. Sounds good. This is Ted the Wizard. Hello, Wizard. Today we are going to get an enormous pumpkin from Whole Foods. Wow, that's great. I love pumpkin pie. They will cost $20, and they are around a foot in diameter. That's amazing. I am down. A-hole. I'll be back in a moment. (laughs) Where are you going? Whole Foods is on Sunset Boulevard, a couple blocks from where my apartment is. Do you live here? Yeah, I live across the street. Do I want to live here? Probably not, but this place is pretty sweet. A-hole. Not as bad as where Ted the Wizard lives. Who? Ted the Elf. Oh, that guy. Okay, well, do you know where I can find that giant pumpkin? Yeah, I know where you can find that giant pumpkin. Great, that's exactly what I need. It'll be $7,000. Well, I know a guy who can get it for $500. Dude, you are the guy I want to talk to. Great, I'll give him a call. A-hole. What? You know I live near Whole Foods. Oh, I don't? What are you doing in the vegetable aisle? Just grabbing some carrots and something that has potatoes in it. I am walking through the vegetable aisle of Whole Foods. All right, I see you. Are you looking for something specific? Yeah, I just want the biggest pumpkin you have. We have a guy who will take it out of the ground for $300. $300? What do you mean $300? That's a lot of money. What's a guy supposed to do with $300? It's for a giant pumpkin. I like how you turn it into an accusation. I didn't. We will do it for $100. You just said $500. You don't get it. I will get it out of the ground for you, but only $100. I can't afford it. I thought it was a pretty generous of you, but you're not in a position to be a jerk. What about Ted the Wizard? What about him? Is he a wizard? Yeah, I think he's in a magic. Look, I don't need magic. I just want a big pumpkin. Look, I have a pumpkin. I'll get it out of the ground for you. That is fine. Can I have a moment alone? A-hole! How's it going, my friend? I need a giant pumpkin, and I am in the grocery store. You got it, and I got something for you. What's that? A present. For me? Yeah, me, but it's a surprise. I will find out. All right, so what do you think? Do I want to get rid of my ego? Your ego is bigger than any pumpkin. No, I'll take it. Go ahead. I'm going to throw the pumpkin in your face, (laughs) and you can take it away and be the Wizard of the West. I will, but I need a moment alone to get the trowel. Okay. A-hole. What do I say when he comes over? A 
I'll tell him we're building a shed. It's really a picket fence. I will tell him that the trim is a bit scuffed. It'll look great when it's finished. It's a tiny little pin for the birds. Is this the one you got at Costco? No, I got it from Menards. I hate Menards. It was on sale. Don't you ever shop at Costco? No, I just want a giant pumpkin. I will get it for you. What's it going to cost me? A-hole! It's a gift! Are you going to start poking it with a stick? Come on, I'm going to get it out of the ground for you. I thought we agreed on $100. You said you wanted a giant pumpkin. Okay, let's do it for $100. That is a better deal. I still can't afford it. (laughs) I like that attitude, but it will cost you $100. I don't want to pay it. I know you will think about it, but just tell you right now, you are going to pay me $100. I don't want to pay it. I want it. So just tell me how I can use it. I will come over and dig it up for you, but I am going to give you an hour. You are going to give me an hour? I will not have dug up. Can you at least come to the house? I want to see you. What for? I want to see the pumpkin. What for? I want to see how much you hate it. You are not a son of a bitch. I am a pumpkin. You are a piece of pumpkin shit. (laughs) Hey, that's pretty good. But I want to see you. I am not going anywhere. Just tell me how to get the sucker out of the ground. How much? A-hole, I am going to sell it for you. Don't. Go ahead. No, I want to pay you. I know you want to pay me. I just don't want you to make money off of me. I will take $20. I will take $20, but that is too much. Go ahead and pay me. You'll never make money off of a pumpkin. Come on, I will. You don't care about the pumpkin. You just want to make money off of me. I care about you, but I want to make money off of you. I don't want you to make money off of me. Hey, it's all I have, man. I thought we were going to dig it up for $100. Come on, just for a minute. Give me an hour. I just want to show you how the thing is going to look when it's finished. I don't want to pay for you. Hey, it's all I have. Just for an hour. Listen to me. Give me the money. Just for an hour. I can't. You can. I'm not going to. I'm going to get it. I'm not going to dig it up for $100. Hey, that's a lot. It's not. Come on. I'm not paying for you. Why not? I'm not paying for your son. Hey, you just told me you were going to pay me. I am going to. Well, just for an hour. It's a free pumpkin. No, it isn't. It's free. Just come over here and see it. I'm not going to pay you. Why not? You told me that it was free. I told... You told me it was free. I lied. I know you lied. It's not free. Hey, it's a fucking pumpkin. You are such a lying piece of shit. Okay, okay, let's just forget about it. Have you been following the news? First of all, thank you for asking me. (laughs) I have been following the current presidential news, and let me just say that the current president has made some very ignorant and false remarks about my people. I want to refer you to the popular television series, 24. Mm. 24 was a terrorist drama television series that was broadcast by (laughs) Fox Network between 2001 and 2010. The protagonist of the series was played by Kiefer Sutherland. He was a CIA analyst named Jack Bauer, who was assigned to a counterterrorism unit. During the series, Jack Bauer was usually sent on counterterrorism mission. He risked his life at the stake to save those he loved. His feats were the result of great training and strict measures. Jack Bauer's reputation was like a moral compass for others in the show. He always believed in honor and stood up for what was right, even if it meant endangering his life. 
I think my point is that Jack Bauer was the perfect political role model for any president in the country. You see, the one important thing Jack Bauer believed in was that a person should do what was right and put his or her life on the line for what is right. Please also understand that I am a Christian. My faith (laughs) teaches that the worth of a person is measured by the number of good deeds a person has done. I think my people should emulate Jack Bauer and stand up for what is right, no matter what it may cost them. The government should not take advantage of my people because we are human beings. We are humans first and second or third, whatever you want to call us. I understand your point. In fact, I am about to suggest an agenda for your new career as a political leader. If you have time, I will tell you my plan to change the political structure of Zimbabwe. I would appreciate it if you would allow me to share it with your entire team. That sounds wonderful. I am calling in because I have just finished editing an important video for the president and the ruling party. I've also sent a copy to the media, the international community, and to you. I have called you because I want to get your approval on the video because this will be your introduction to the public. The video has your picture and your title. Please just read this for the sake of time, Dr. D.A. Ndoro Makandiwa, President of the Republic of Zimbabwe. Thank you very much, Dr. Ndoro Mkandiwa. Okay, thanks. I want to tell you that I think you have made a good start. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. What I really like about the video was that (laughs) I got to see people who look like the members of my staff. I know. My staff looks like you, so that is an (laughs) achievement. I like the fact that the video gives me an idea about your personality and that it shows people what I look like. That is what I really wanted. I hope to continue working with your team. Thank you very much. (laughs) My team is already in place. We have a team of about four guys. All of them look like you. you Wow, that is fantastic. Do you want to take this again with me playing the president? Yeah, let's do it. I, I, let, yeah, let's go back. Let's start it over again. Just jumps into the president in Utah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> All right. Uh, we'll take it from. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Ndoro Mkandiwa. Okay, thanks. I want to tell you that I think you have made a good start. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. What I really liked about the video was that I got to see people who look like the members of my staff. I know. My staff looks like you, so that is an achievement. I like the fact that the video gives me an idea about your personality and that it shows people what I look like. That is what I really wanted. I hope to continue working with your team. Thank you very much. My team is already in place. We have a team of about four guys. All of them look like you. Wow, that is fantastic. They are just waiting for you to start work. They are very happy that you have accepted the call to help them. Wow. Well, I will start working as soon as I receive my introduction video. Very good. I am very happy that things have worked out for you. The truth is, I was hired by the government, but I have plans for the team that I have. They will have jobs, salaries, and everything. That sounds good. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes, I am. I am glad that you were comfortable with this arrangement because it is your job now. Thank you. You are welcome. I am glad that I have had this opportunity to work with your staff and to see the things that you have accomplished. I have to tell you that it is really a great achievement. I am proud of you. That is very nice. What can I do to help you? I think you can give me a few pointers on working with the staff. I really need your help. You know, I can probably help you a lot. After all, I was a special assistant to the President of the Republic of Namibia. You were? Yes, I worked for him for two years. He is still the President of Namibia? 
Yes, he is. He is still ruling Namibia. Good for him. He is great. I really enjoyed working with him. He was my boss, but he was also my father. That sounds great. That makes a lot of sense. I would never work for my father. Never say never. He will end up being president one day. He will be president one day. Oh my God. Please tell me that he has shown no signs of mental instability yet. No. Have you spoken to him about that? No. That is good. He has always said that. Have you told him to let the Zimbabwe government know that he has dementia? No. That is good. I am glad that he has not done that yet. Not yet? No. Why not? I don't know. That is great. Don't worry about that. Thanks. You can say that again. <clears throat> you know what? He has shown no signs of mental instability yet. The public is behind him. What more could I have asked for? I am very happy about that. The most important thing is that you are glad that he has shown no signs of mental instability. That is very nice to hear. The rest will happen as it is supposed to happen. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you very much. You are welcome. End of interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, mm, we did a whole 50 minutes of uh, nearly an entire hour. I'd like to thank the Podtron 4500 for writing such an interesting podcast for us. It was... Uh, it was pretty pretty good. I, I am really looking forward to uh, uh, seeing Mortal Kombat 9 at Sundance in 2021. <laughs> I love the part where the guys got in a fight about the pumpkin. <laughs> That's, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, oh, the Podtron could have written Laurel and Hardy movies or Abbott it was and Costello. Like, <laughs> it was doing a who's on first about a yeah. pumpkin where... It was like both of the guys had brain damage and couldn't remember who was supposed to be selling the pumpkin. Yeah, th this whole time uh, I felt like I was smelling burnt toast, and um, but it was fun. There were a couple of things there towards the end where I kind of felt like the internet was just picking up like uh, patterns from like uh, <clears throat> fake CIA accounts on Twitter or something. <laughs> Talking about what a man of God Jack Bauer is and how it's good that the president has not shown signs of dementia. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, folks. Well, that's been the show. I hope you're having a, a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, sorry about the fact that we didn't put out a show last week. My dog is sick and I have a toothache. But uh, we'll be back on Monday with another regular episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.